Previously on the Jay and Dan podcast. Mm-hmm. Absolutely appreciative of the comments, of, of the passion that you guys have and how much you love Dan and and wish he was back. That's uh, that's something I certainly appreciate, and I know he does too, absolutely. You're listening to the Jay and Dan podcast. Brought to you by our friends at McDonald's. Um, another guy that's been a huge part of our lives, not just on the podcast, but really a TSN for the past two decades is our next guest. Apparently he's done doing his quote unquote broadcasting and he's able to come on with us now. Uh, and we'll just have him on for just a few minutes, uh, very, very quickly because he literally does have to go back and, and finish his television duties. It's probably, uh, the most important sports broadcaster in the history of Canadian television. And I'm including the Foster Hewitts, the Bob Coles, the Dave Hodges. These people are peons. They're nothing compared to the man who's coming to join us right now. It's multiple Gemini and Canadian Screen Award winner and the host of the Rubber Boots podcast, James Duthie. James, how are you? Not an understatement. No. Any of those things? No. No. Where are, are you on set right now? I am, and I'm sorry. I was a couple minutes late. I was uh, I mistimed oh, our on TV. Yeah, right. We are doing the uh, the Senators uh, Flames game, and by the way, Drake Batherson might be the greatest hockey player to have ever played the game. You're, mark that. Mark that statement. Have stopped. Save it. I'm gonna hold on to that. I'm gonna play it on the television show <laughs> as much as anytime he scores or does anything really. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna make sure that we play that clip because uh, you're an Ottawa guy, so you like to see the Sens do well. Like the beginning of the season was was pretty rough, and yeah, yeah. I get accused of being a Sens fan um, by a lot of people, including the guy a few feet away from me, Puffy, who accuses me all the time. And I'm not really like I think anybody who works in this business, you don't really you you don't. I don't know. Are you a fan of anybody in particular, hockey wise? Well, it's, it's kind of the same with me because I grew up in Northern Alberta. And uh, we were lucky enough to have Oilers uh, season tickets when the when Gretzky was there and all that. Right. So, uh, you know, people are like, oh, you're an Oilers fan. I'm like, well, yeah, I guess I am in a way. But uh, what I find, and it's such a cliche, as I get older, I cheer for teams less, not just because I'm a sports broadcaster, but I just, I, I, I'm more getting to the, to the mode like, now I want Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid to win Stanley Cups because they're great players. I hate when great players don't win championships, like the Charles Barkleys, the Dan Marinos. That bothers me, James. I don't know why, but it just does. Well, I'm the same way, and I cheer for just people that I like. I, you know, I don't pretend to be like great friends with many guys, but you know, guys that I've met who I, I like, that's who I cheer for. And as I've said often on the panel, I selfishly cheer for the two best cities with the best restaurants and bars to make the cup final because so you know, previously Bob and I, and I guess now Dregs and I or whoever's with us, Ray Ferraro, you know, whatever has the nicest patio. So the Kings are always favorites of ours. So we yes. can go to Matt. Manhattan Beach and hang out. Right, right. And uh, Nashville, all sure. favorites of ours. Don't like Any that. Any Canadian city, Vancouver. Yeah. Love the Coop. Any of the Canadian cities are great for cup finals. So, but I don't care. And it's funny, you can't convince people of that. Like the amount of time, uh, you know, the amount of times you'll do a game and you know this, you'll get people, you'll get 20 people to go, you guys are, you guys hate the Leafs and 20 people to go, you guys love the Leafs <laughs> because people listen to what they want to hear. Yeah. But, uh, 
you know, I don't care. I really don't care. The one thing I would say is my dad and mom were big Sens fans. My dad's passed away, but my mom still cheers for them. So if Ottawa does well, you know, it's always my yeah. mom's 88 years old. Yeah. Nice to see them do well for her, but that's about it. Nice to, nice to make mom happy. Okay, we, we're, we're going to let, let you go with this. Um, I don't know if you can remember the first time you met Dan, but I, can you remember the first time? Like, I'd love to hear your first impression of Dan O'Toole. The first time I ever spoke to Dan, Mark Millier called me. Uh, former I, TSN year, boss, the guy who hired all of us. Correct. And what year did Dan come? 01? I want to say 02. 02. 01 or 02. Okay. So Mark Millier calls me and he may have done the same to you. Uh, were you there in 02 or were you yes. gone on one of your stints? Okay. Yeah. So he calls me and says, hey, um, listen, we got this, this guy out west. We got this. This is a Mark Millier imitation that's yeah. only good to the SN. Everybody at TSN does it and it only yeah. works for us. Yeah. Yeah. And Mark loves it. I do it to his face. Um, um, hey, we got this guy out west and... Uh, um, He's pretty good, and we want to get him here. And do you mind uh, giving him a call, seeing if you could uh, talk him into coming? And so, so I called Dan, and and had to give him the TSN spiel, and uh, that was our first conversation. I don't think I had, I don't know if I had any influence on him coming. I don't. I probably did not. But uh, that was the first time we ever spoke. I can't remember the first time meeting him in person. Um, I know my first, we played golf like the first summer he was here and we were playing at wooden sticks and I said, uh, okay, Dan, we got like an 840 tee off and Dan showed up about 1045 <laughs> and he gave me the old, uh, AM PM mix up <laughs> on his alarm. I'm like, Dad, that is the single worst excuse ever. The AM PM mix up. <laughs> And the worst thing was we were playing like a skins game for money. It was like, I think it was David Amber and myself. And I don't know who the third guy was, maybe Dutchie or something. And uh, we were like tied this, you know, skins and golf is where he, like one guy has to win the hole for you to win. And if you don't, they carry over. And we carried them all over. And Dan showed up on like the 11th hole and then won all the skins. <laughs> Classic toolsy. <laughs> yeah, that is so toolsy. Ah, I love that story. All right, buddy, listen, we're going to let you get back to it. I w- wish we could talk for like two hours about Dan. Uh, yeah. But, but uh, we got two more guests to get to. But I, I did want to get you on here because you've been so good to us. And, uh, and we love you. And, uh, well, you know, I, 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 I know you got to go too. And I'm sorry I had this damn hockey game got in the way. But, you know, I love you and I love Toolsy and love to see you together. And, uh, you know, I'm like you. I'm going to be friends with Dan for life. So uh, we'll miss him on the air. But, uh, I hopefully play golf and uh, he'll show up on time this, this summer. I wouldn't count on that. But the golf, <laughs> it'll happen, but I wouldn't count on that. On Thanks, buddy. Take, take care, buddy. Jay and Dan, flashback. Can we play a little uh, Big City Ken? Because uh, Duffy doesn't know this guy. So this guy left messages at uh, a bar in Peterborough. I just wanted you to get a sample of what he sounds like. Welcome to the hiccups. South Canada, here I come. I came from the big city. I'm the guy who welcomed you to your new hiccups. <laughs> I hope power always. So this guy left like 11 messages at this bar. And tonight, so what's your connection to this? You just we know the guys. And who they, owns they the said, bar? You got to hear this, these messages. Oh, okay. And uh, I'm like, yeah, that's perfect for the podcast. And my brother actually sent me a text tonight. He's like, my friend thinks it's all made up. I'm like, what? <laughs> 
Why would anyone ever make that up? Because if we hadn't played it on the podcast, no one would ever hear those messages. Trust me. <laughs> that so. sounds like I had this dude uh, when I used to do local sports in Ottawa. Do you ever have the guys, they used to publish the phone lines in the paper. Like, do you have a regular callers when you were doing sports in Vancouver or anything like that? No. So they, our, our sports line was in the, in the, in the phone book. And I had a guy who called me who kind of sounded like that dude. And <laughs> this is what he said to me every night. He'd say, hey, how are you? And I'd say, good. And he'd go, you like the dunk tank? <laughs> and I'd say, what? You, you like the dunk tank. You know what the fair, the dunk tank. I'm like, yeah, okay, I like the dunk tank. I got I gotta go. Do you want to score anything? Um, hey, you wearing your rubber boots tonight? <laughs> I, I I say, what? You you wearing your rubber boots tonight? <laughs> and so the, he would he would literally say those two things every night when he called me. And so I'd start hanging up on him, but Did then, you hear like strange noises like no, he was maybe doing something to himself no. while he and, was... and once in a while he'd panic when I'd say, Look, you, uh, you, you have to ask for a score or I'm not gonna talk to you and he'd say, Hey, hey, the Cubs, how are the Cubs doing? And I'm like, They're not playing tonight, you idiot. But so I, he had a fetish of some degree because when I got bored, I'd start I'd start playing with him. So he'd, he'd go, hey, how are you? You got your rubber boots on tonight? And I'd go, yeah, I do. I, I, I'm going to have them on during the sports cast. And he goes, oh, what color? And I'm like, I, I got the yellow ones on tonight. Oh, could you lift them up on the table? Oh, my God. So this guy had a rubber boot foot fetish. Yeah, he had a rubber boot fetish. <laughs> and you just played into that. Oh, I loved it. Oh, man. Hey. It's the creepiest thing I've ever heard in my life. You like the dunk tank? <laughs> oh! So, it's Matt Dunnigan. Uh, what was that? That was, that was Dunnigan? <laughs> That's awesome. Oh! <laughs> All right. Uh, we have two more guests to get to, and uh, we're going to be quick. Uh, and they're... Two of the biggies, the last two. Not saying I saved the best for last, because to be honest, this has just been a, two hours of fun that I'm so glad that we did. Uh, I wasn't apprehensive about it or anything. I was just nervous more about trying to get everybody in to the to what is going to end up being about a two-hour, two 15-minute, two-hour, 20-minute podcast. But, uh, man, it's, uh, it's just been great talking to everybody. And, uh, and yeah, we've had some... Some different perspectives, right? Uh, we've had people sleeping on the foot of Dan's bed. We've had uh, people uh, get emotional, tears. Um, and then we've had other people talk about how Dan had his entire family take subsequent dumps in their home uh, like a 4 by 100 meter relay. It's been all over the map on this final Jay and Dan 3.0 podcast, but it wouldn't be complete without the next guest who, you know, we were, we were matched together. It was like an arranged marriage. Our friend Jacob Allman, a Fox executive, loved our podcast. We were going to start it up again at Fox. And he said, I think you should do it with this guy. I think you should do it with Jim Mitchell. He's one of our sound engineers and I just think you guys are going to get along. And that was obviously the understatement of the century. We uh, Not only did we get along, he's one of the greatest people we met in L.A., one of the greatest people I've ever met, was a huge part of our live tour uh, in the fall, would always come on. And my favorite memory of the live tour, and let me just bring him in, Engineer Jim, how are you? Yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nice. Uh, I'm I'm doing great. How you doing, Jay? I'm great, buddy. I hope uh, I hope you're doing well in Coldwater Canyon. Um, man, miss you so much. And and I was just about to say, you were so kind on our live tour, Christoph and Dan and I did that. You would come on via Skype every night, and you'd be our surprise guest. And I just remember the reaction from the crowd when your face would pop up on the screen. Just just. Joy, just so much joy to see you in the flesh. They were so happy to see you, Jim. Oh, that's awesome. I I, I love doing it. I, I wish I could have been there in person, but it was the next best thing. It was awesome. What was your, uh, take me back to when Jay Coleman first talked to you about doing the podcast with us. Well, first of all, you, you can't find a better guy. Jacob Allman great is a great, great guy. And, uh, you know, I was thrilled when uh, there was talk of you guys wanting to do a podcast and all that stuff. And I, I remember, uh, you know, the first, the first one we did, it was hilarious because uh, I sent you guys up out in the VO booth and we're in the control room. And I'm thinking, okay, they're going to do their thing. That's right. And, you know, we're communicating back and forth, but I'm just talking to you through the talk back. I don't have my mic open for everybody to hear. And you guys are like, no, 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 wait a minute. We Everybody needs to be hearing this. And I was like, what? Huh? <laughs> and, 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 you know, you guys are geniuses. You and Dan are just not only are you two guys the two of the greatest guys I've ever met in the entertainment industry, you two guys are two of the greatest guys I've ever met, period. You guys are so kind, so humble, so generous, and just incredibly talented. And it made my, without question, it made not only my day, it made my week every time we got to do those podcasts. I just loved it. It was so, such a blast. It was such a blast, know, was a, was uh, a blast just hanging out with you. And uh, we had a grade five in the studio. And, of course, Mike yeah. was there, and nobody knew what Mike did. Uh, <laughs> I still don't. I, I still don't know what he did. <laughs> <laughs> he put up the Canadian. I, I remember he put the Canadian on the Canadian Wall of Fame. He did that. Yeah. Yeah, he did that, yeah. So he had to print an image off the internet and then put that up, you know, with thumbtacks. So that was something. Uh, Yeah, and he he had his camera that he set up on the tripod. That's right. That's right. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And then we did, and then we how did we start the Six Degrees with Engineer Jim? Like, do you remember how that started, Jim? Well, uh, you know, um, that so that very first podcast uh i, I want to say i think it was dan that said geez you know when we started talking and you guys the audience couldn't really hear my mic but uh um you know you guys were kind of talking back and forth communicating and uh I, I thought i can't remember if it was you or dan but one of you guys said uh Geez, you know, Jim kind of reminds me a little bit of Sam Kinison. <laughs> and, and I started cracking up laughing. I'm like, oh, that's cool. You know, I worked with him. And you guys are like, what? 
and it kind of grew from there. Yeah, because it's true. I think it was just our fascination with all the artists that you had either worked with or worked with a producer or an artist in proximity, hence the Six Degrees. Yeah, um, yeah. It was just, it always blew my, you would always never cease to blow my mind when you would bring up, but like a Warren Zevon, for example, I'd just randomly bring him up and you'd be like, oh yeah, I recorded with him. And I'm like, what? Like it's, uh, it, it, your career is just so extraordinary. Um, yeah. It was, uh, yeah, it was such a great, great thing to have you on that. And then just, you know, I think my other fondest memories, Jim, are, you know, we would get together at the Rainbow uh, on Sunset, you know, on occasion. Absolutely. A whole yeah. podcast crew cramming a booth. You'd tell us a story about Slash vomiting in the corner back in <laughs> the 90s or something. Um, yeah, just, uh, just you know, uh, Ron Jeremy would be outside the Rainbow uh, taking pictures with people. And Absolutely. Always, right? And it's just, yeah, it was just, I love those moments. Those are the moments I'll cherish the most. But, uh, yeah, it was it was a fun time. That's for sure. Uh, you know, it, uh, w- one of the things, actually, uh, my girls were asking me tonight before I came on. They were like, well, so what are some of your favorite memories of, like, with Dan and, you know, what was it like with Jay and when you guys were, because they're going to ask you, you know, what are your kind of favorite memories? I'm like, you think so? And they're like, well, yeah. <laughs> and I said, I said, well, I can tell you the times we went to the rainbow were great. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. You know, it, it, it felt and, like we were a band. It felt like we were a band. Uh, we were we were just trying to make it. We had played our gig at the Whiskey or the Viper Room just down the street, and now That's we were celebrating. Right. Yeah, exactly. We just rolled off the stage at the Roxy next door and came over for a pizza and some beers. Exactly, brother. Well, listen, I I can't believe I have to do this, but we got I gotta go. I got I gotta go do the television show. And uh, so this has been, unfortunately, uh, too short. But uh, I just wanted to thank you so much, Jim, for everything you did for us. And, uh, and all the time we got to spend with you. It was, just, uh, it was just extraordinary. So thank you so much for that. It has been my, truly, truly my pleasure. And, uh, and uh, just an honor to get to be a part of the greatness that is you guys. And... Uh, Jay, I love you, man. Uh, Dan, I hope you're listening. I love you. I, I just love you guys. And uh, salt of the earth, absolute salt of the earth, friends for life. Absolutely. Right back at you, buddy. Love you, too. Uh, stay safe in Coldwater Canyon. We'll see you down there again real soon. Very good. We'll see you then. Okay. Take care. Jay and Dan, flashback. So, uh, Six Degrees of Engineer Jim and I don't think we've done this one before or maybe we have joel maxwell this is a suggestion from joel maxwell weezer weezer have we had weezer before have we done weezer i don't think we have but my answer is yes yeah and weezer's back with a new album correct yeah a new album called well it's just called weezer but it's white so yeah it's it's white the white the white album Yeah. yeah um so uh have not worked directly with them. Yeah. But uh, their A&R guy, when they originally signed to Geffen Records, was sort of like the junior A&R guy 
His name was Todd Sullivan. He was the junior guy under Tom Zutat, who was the A&R guy at Geffen that signed Guns N' Roses. So uh, I had done a few projects with Todd, and through Todd, I have a connection with Weezer. Did you, when they first came out, what was your impression of, of the band? They were I, so I liked them. I thought they were great. Yeah. Yeah. I think Rivers is brilliant, and uh, I like their sound and their whole thing. It's a very unique sound. Yeah. When you hear them on the radio, you're like, oh, that's Weezer. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and like it was so, because they were nerds on the cover yeah. of the album, and then you listen to them, and they rock. They rocked. Like rocked. It was really yeah. rock and rock and roll. And, and I thought they made the great videos. videos. Yeah. The videos were the well, the, the Buddy Holly video that yep. Spike Jones directed yeah. just really put him on the map. It was yeah. so innovative for the time. And then Rick Ocasek from the Cars produced their first yeah, album. That's yeah, right. that's yeah. right. That's um, right. And uh, one of their guitar techs who might have played maybe as a side guy off and on in the band as well is a guy named Bobby Schneck. Classic and, Schneck. And uh, a friend of mine, and he, through the years, has worked with uh, slashes, uh, snake pit, and uh, also, um, uh, geez, I'm trying to remember uh, the the name. They're from Buffalo. I oh, can't. the Goo Goo Dolls. The Goo Goo Dolls. The, the Goo Goo Dolls. When yes. you when you say a rock band from Buffalo, it's the Goo Goo. You're Dolls. gonna you're gonna yeah. narrow that right. I down. think Bobby still works with them. So um, I'm really interested to hear this next one from Jen Crumpler. Classic the, the, crumpler. The crumpler. That, that'd be a great wrestling name. The crumpler. Or like a good pastry. You know, like the cronut. Yeah. Oh, did you get yeah. the crumpler? No, there's too long yeah. a lineup at the bank. So you're welcome, Jen. You can come out with your own line of food. Or <laughs> become a wrestler. Uh, Lil Wayne. Uh, Lil, Lil Wayne. Wayne. <laughs> Lil I, you know, Wayne. I, I can't think of a connection. I might. You haven't had any syrup with him? Uh, I I have not. <laughs> no. Well, we got um, another crumpler but, one though. But but um, that being said, uh, I'm not sure because I don't know if he's ever worked with uh, Teddy Riley, who's a yeah. producer, and he had the a band. founder or the the godfather of <clears throat> New Jack Swing. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, right. um, he had the band Black Street. Right, Rex in uh, effect. Um, yeah, so I had worked with him and uh, Old Dirty Bastard and, and Slash on something, and I don't know if there's a Wu-Tang Clan connection well, I know or a uh, Teddy Riley connection to Lil Wayne, but that I, I could be way off the mark. I have no okay. idea. Well, I mean, I Teddy know. Riley was a pretty prominent figure in American popular music yeah. in the 90s. Yeah. But here's one thing I did want to bring up, and Dan, I'm, glad, I'm so glad we brought up Lil Wayne, who I believe... Drake was like Lil Wayne's protege, right? Okay. Like Drake was like a sidekick. Originally, guy. yeah. Yeah. So we last week we said we were complaining that about Drake interview right. introducing the six as the nickname for Toronto and saying it was because the Yari code is four one six. We had numerous people send us tweets and emails saying we were absolutely fing wrong and we we don't know what we're talking about. Oh wow. It's, it's actually the six boroughs that make up the greater Toronto area. Oh, right. oh, see, I heard something different. I heard it was because Canada is made up of six letters. No, that's definitely no. not it. Okay. Because it's wow. only Toronto. <laughs> it's only Toronto. It's only Toronto. Got it. Yeah, but but I... Yeah, that's apparently it. Apparently it's the... Uh, I didn't realize We apologize. That. So sorry for so everyone it, we offended. Is Lil Wayne from 
Toronto as well? No, no. He's I'd, been there for sure. Yeah, I don't think he's from Toronto. He's from New yeah. Orleans. Is he? Yeah. Oh, is that where he's New from? New Orleans. Okay, yeah. Oh. My cousins live in New Orleans. Is that <laughs> <a> connection? <laughs> Wait, how about this one from the Crumpler? Damien Rice. Uh, Damien Rice. Honestly, who is that? Got, I don't even know who that is. Okay, let's so cross sorry that one about out. that. Who is Singer, Rice? songwriter, guy. Uh, how about this one from Nathan Clemenchich? Steve Miller Band. Just got into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Was pretty pissed about. Yes. Yeah. F- yeah. Steve Miller Band. All right. Yeah. Uh, uh, almost had an opportunity. Uh, there was talk. For a while of going up to his place, uh, he has a ranch in Colorado or Wyoming or something like that, and uh, living up there and recording an album what? and working with him. Yeah, How crazy would that, that have been? Uh, but um, my true connection, because that never panned out, uh, is with my buddy Raz who is his uh, front-of-house mixer and tour manager and has been for many, many years. That's, that's a, a very good, good connection. That's a good gig, yeah. too, because he's still touring, like, constantly, yeah. right? Yeah, Still doing his thing. Just got into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and he had a big tirade Ooh, afterwards. Ooh, taking money and run. That's Steve Miller. That's yeah, it. so what was the tirade? What, t- tell me. Uh, part of it was that he asked for tickets for his family to, go, to come, in, and they were like, no, sorry, we can give you one. To his own concert. To his own induction to the oh, Rock to and Roll Hall of Fame. Sorry. Okay, so this is a real point of contention right. by pretty much every artist that's been inducted into right. the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's, uh, I, I don't know how to put it. I, I don't want to get down on the Rock Hall. I bow down. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's kind of bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah, especially to, you know, maybe an artist who's, you know, maybe had a one hit wonder back in the 50s or something yeah. like that or even, you know, a, a blues artist from the 40s and now the the guy's great granddaughter's up there to accept the award and they're like, "Oh yeah, sure, you can bring your family. It's $20,000 yeah. to sit at this table." Yeah. If you got 20 grand, sure. Oh, wait a minute! You're not going to fly me out. You're not going to do anything. No, nope, you're no, not. We're not, not going to pay for your hotel. We're not going to fly you there. Yeah. We're not even going to pay for your seat to sit there. That Maybe we'll give you one. Yeah. But that was, much, that was one of one of the many things he was. Yeah. About. So the, um, again, you know, people get on Axel about uh, not going and stuff like that. You know, that was kind of maybe part of it, mm-hmm. a very small part of it. But uh, there's a lot of very famous musicians who I will not name who have been inducted who were pissed at the fact that they had to pay ungodly amounts of money to have their wife and children be there. There he is. James Mitchell himself, Engineer Jim. Okay, we are really pushing it here uh, because I got a 945. So we got to get this last guy on. You probably guessed who who our final guest is. Could it be anyone else, really? Uh, the most divisive guest in the history of the Jane Dan podcast. Um, I think James said it best. You know, when you go on television, uh, I find that no matter what you do, half the people are probably at first not going to like you. It doesn't matter. It has nothing to do with you. It's just they might not like the look of you. They might not like anything. Um so 
you know, when I when we first brought this guest on, and he was obviously someone who worked with us at Fox. <clears throat> it, you know, what made me laugh, and the reason I kept bringing him back is how much how frustrated Dan would get with him, uh, and how. Oh, what's going on? Oh, you can just tell me. We're talking. Uh, phone might be off. Oh no! Just going to voicemail, so I'll text him. Okay, let's text. Yeah, he's he's te- he texted me right before. I'm trying to keep this in suspense, but everyone knows. Dude, we are trying to call you. Try again. Sorry, he's there. Okay. All right. So here we go. The final guest of the final Jay and Dan 3.0 podcast. Uh, again, you you may ask yourself, those of you who didn't like him, uh, you know, I know there are a lot of you. You may wonder, well, why did Jay keep bringing him back? Well, it was simply because it was so hilarious the way Dan would react to him. I mean, it was just so hilarious. Um, I believe the very last appearance that this person made with Dan, Dan actually got up and walked away uh, at one point while we were recording the podcast. He actually just got up and and just walked out um, because he was so disgusted. But at the same time, deep down, as he always said, got nothing against the guy. That's my dad. Got nothing against the guy. Got nothing against the guy. And I think deep down, they were okay. But uh, he was a special part of the podcast. We had to bring him on. So without further ado, here he is. Our former Fox Sports social media guru and now man of mystery. Will he, ever fi- will he ever find love? Well, I guess we'll never know because this version of the podcast is ending. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Ben Teller. like I had to do that really big sound like Lucille Ball there or something like that I'm not really sure what what's going on buddy how are you I'm I'm we miss you uh you're the final so we've done a two hour 15 minute podcast and you are the headliner you're the final guest wait really yeah that's right oh my god I'm gonna cry yeah big pressure on you buddy uh, I have a great dating story. Should I just go into that real quick? Okay, yeah, why not? What For old time's sake. Well, I just want to tell you, I was talking to this girl on last time, last podcast, right? Yes. And she came over. Uh, we had a casual hang. It was very nice. Uh, everything ended great. Sex? Called her. Yeah. Sex. Okay, Asked good. Her to come good. Over. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You finally have sex when Dan's gone. All it took was for Dan to get fired. Yeah. I'd rather Dan keep his job and me never get laid again. I, I agree. That, but that, that's a nice thing. He would appreciate you saying that, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I uh, texted her, and I said, hey, do you want to come over? And 10 minutes later, I get uh, a screenshot that says it's a Google search, and it literally says how to tell a guy you're not into him. Wow! Wow! <laughs> Is that crazy? Jesus! And and I, I just followed up with, it's totally cool. You could have just <laughs> told me or called me. And she and she she responds, no joke. I just did. That is harsh. Jesus! Is that crazy? Is that? 
here's I've got so many questions. Is that her go-to? Does she have that screen grab in her phone? And then when it's not working out, she just send? You know, I don't even know how you even like get to that point. Yeah. How like, do you become that like, person? Yeah. And I thought we were totally like casual. We were open communication. I, she said, I, I was like, do you want to talk? And this is what I got. And wow. Buddy, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm just happy you got laid, but yeah, I guess maybe yeah. she didn't, she didn't think it was that good. Yeah. I wouldn't worry about it. Hey, you you still have your health. Yeah. I, you know what? I do have my health. I actually... Uh, you beat I cancer, my health. I beat cancer, and we're coming up on... Uh, we're actually coming up on nine years uh, next month. Buddy, congratulations. I'm like, in all sincerity, that's amazing. All the stuff that you do, uh, you have your foundation. Like, you're, you're, you're doing great in that department. I'm very happy you're healthy. You're doing well. Um, and I was saying uh, before you came on that I used to love to bring you on so much because I just loved Dan's reaction to you and the fact that he, you guys were kind of very different people, which I enjoyed the oil and water aspect of the interaction, I think. Yeah, it was, at first I was a little bit like deterred, like really hurt. (laughs) And I was like, and I was like, well, this is just Dan. And then it became this really wonderful uh, experience for me, like on a personal level, right? right? Like, I love you both so much, you know, that like beyond Fox Sports and outside of the podcast. But the podcast was like a um, my little circle of friends who I shared this podcast with very limited number of people in California because, well, I'm afraid I'm going to get judged heavily for what I say. Mm -hmm. But they they love you two and our relationship, especially Dan. They're like, which one hates you again? The tall one or the, the, tall one or the short one? And then that's, it's all, it's, that's the conversation. Oh, he, he hates you still? That's yeah. the whole conversation. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, he would be, like, that's what's really unfortunate. The story you just told, uh, you know, it's, it's unfortunate for you, but he would have loved it. Not because he wants to see you get hurt, but I think because he feels like you really would have, like, you accomplished something. You, you got laid and... Okay, so the, it didn't work out, but but you sealed the deal. Yeah, and, and that's a big thing too, right? Like I was very honest with Dan about my experiences with dating, and I think Dan was as honest in his responses. That's which true. We we were very different in how we would approach dating. Um, but yeah, it is it is unique that I um, did have a casual lady friend at the end of this tenure. Wait. Oh, you're talking about the woman who just sent you the screen grab, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Sorry. Okay. Yeah. okay. Um, <laughs> so listen, buddy, uh, this, very quickly, um, just want to thank you for being a part of this uh, for so long. Uh, you've been awesome. And uh, I think in the end, the listeners really came around to you, buddy. They really came around to Ben Teller. I hope so. I I, uh, I love Canada and I love you guys, but I also, uh, you know, I, when you when you asked me about this podcast, I wanted to like write something for Dan, so I prepared a little poem. Oh, let's hear it. Can I read it? Yeah. Okay. It's called Dan the Man. Uh, I wanted to write a poem about a guy who I think is really cool. This poem is, of course, about my friend Dan O'Toole. When I first met Dan, I didn't know what to think. 
I was mostly confused and thought he should probably see a shrink. As time went on, I learned there was so much more about love in Las Vegas. But for real, have you seen him on a dance floor? I'm remembering all the laughs and some tears and how he helped me conquer all my dating fears. I learned that skydiving for a first date was a bad idea. I also really wish I traveled with him to South Korea. People constantly ask me, why does Dan hate you? And I just say, relax and tell them it's because I'm a Jew. And I say, of course, that's a joke. Calm down. Just like Dan loves me, you clown. We are best friends forever. An unbreakable bond. But don't ask Dan that question because he obviously won't respond. From L.A. to Texas and Toronto to the farm, Dan's a stud of a dude who would definitely set off a smoke alarm. I'm grateful for our friendship and the lessons I've learned. Now let's get on a plane to Hawaii and go get sunburned. I'll end on this because there is no other way. Dan's a legend. What can I say? In life, coworkers come and coworkers go. But my love for Dan is forever. Of course, you know. I can't wait for us to go on that epic double date, my friend Dan O'Toole. But until we do, don't forget that I think you are super cool. Wow. I know if Dan were here, the entire second half of that poem, he would have been wondering when you were going to wrap it up. (laughs) Uh, Buddy, that was really nice. That was really nice. I love that. Laughs, summed it up. And you're not wrong about the dance floor thing. He's a disaster uh, out there. He's a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Buddy, we got to go. Uh, thank you for that. Thank you for everything. And uh, yeah, thanks for being you, Ben Teller. I think uh, nah. we learned a lot. And uh, you're a great guy. I love you so much. And next time I'm in L.A., let's, uh, let's go grab some uh, something to eat. Yeah, I'm, I'll meet you in the Rainbow Room. Okay, perfect. All right, Jay. Talk to you soon. See you, buddy. Jay and Dan, flashback. Dan, I miss you so much. I miss you too, buddy. I heard you left Fox as well. Yeah, I was out right after you guys left. Wow. Were you, when we left, was it just like, all right, uh, everyone I loved and respected is gone. I need to get out of here. Well, there just wasn't much to live for anymore. Right. Well, let's not take it there. So just to recap, Ben Teller replaced Mike on the old podcast, so he did the video portion, and he, he actually did more than Mike, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think you, you, you both did a lot. I think that you guys both did a ton, but I think, Ben, that you you pointed out to us that Mike did just hit play and record on that <laughs> camera. Guys, uh, I love watching the, the show. It's very entertaining. This is amazing that everyone gets to watch the show online. So legally. are you seeing clips, or are you seeing the full show? No, I'm seeing the clips, but your social media team is killing it. I see yes. every clip. Danny's sitting right here with us. Ooh. Hey, Danny, is that you? <laughs> I, I don't know if he can hear you. We are in a studio approximately four feet by six feet. So like the first studio we were in. Yeah, like the uh, like the prop closet that we were in there for a while. Ben, uh, tell the listeners, what are you doing now? Yeah, tell us what you're up to. Uh, currently I'm driving. No, I... Um, Okay, so I'm like a headhunter recruiter for creative talent. That sounds like you're you're seeking out porn stars from bus stops. Yeah. Be more specific. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so 
pretty much everyone who got fired from Fox Sports reaches out to me, and I help them find new jobs. Oh, that's no way. nice. That's... You, like, uh, help people land on their feet. Yeah, so I pretty much represent a bunch of social media producers, directors, creative directors, whatever, and then I help find them new jobs. So I reach out to the clients and ask them if they want us to uh, help find them good candidates. So, so are you responsible for getting every person who worked at Fox a job at The Ringer? Gosh, that's a, that's a <laughs> shot. No, well, it's not a shot. That's serious. Everyone's working at The Ringer right now. Who else is there besides Cahill? Muldowney Pat just Muldowney. got a job there. Uh, Sean Keegan. Shut? Wait, 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 wait. Time out. Time out. <laughs> <laughs> wait, really? Yes. Are you upset at, at this at this news? Is this okay? No, this is great. I wouldn't. I mean, I don't want to work there. Okay. I don't know if I believe guys, you. Talk guys, to me. Guys, Talk guys. to me, Ben. Talk. I have, to- I, have to tell, I have to tell you a story, Dan. You'll like this story. Okay. okay. Let's hear it. Okay, so I'm on a double date last night. Oh boy. And I can't tell you who I was with because I signed an NDA, but she is a reality star and she's smoking hot. Wait, so you had to go on a date with a human and you had to sign a contract before going on the date? Yeah. Wow, okay, non-disclosure. Was it LC from the Hills? Close. Really? Wait, yeah, but let me me continue. So, Dan, I said, hey, guess what I'm going to do tomorrow? She's like, what are you going to do? And I said, I'm going to hang out with my Canadian friends, I'm going to go on the podcast, and we're going to play a game. And she's like, well, what game are you going to play? <laughs> and I said, we're going to play Would You Rather. And she's yes! Like, oh, my God. It's time for Would You Rather. She's like, oh, my God, I have the best Would You Rather ever. Okay, right, let's hear it. Go. This is great. And I, and I'm, you have to understand me. I got so excited, right? I'm like, oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. This is what she says. Would you rather... Eat a live snail or get a from your friend's grandma. Eat a live snail. I love snails. I'd rather get the. Is that wrong? I want the. No, that's not a real question. Of course you want the snail. Why don't you want a from your friend's grandma? That's gross. (laughs) Ben, why are you talking about a podcast during a date? You don't talk (laughs) about podcasts. That's a turnoff. No, she kind of liked it. Yeah, she really liked it. And who was the? Who are the other two occupants in this double date? Uh, her hairdresser and my <laughs> best friend. Okay. So were they your best friend and the hairdresser hooking up? No, I was with the hairdresser. Oh, your best friend was with the reality star. Yeah. Oh well, you okay. kind of didn't tell us that. Part. Yeah, that seems. We like thought you... you were with the reality star. Yeah. Well, I kind of. Didn't want to tell you guys that part. Was the reality star <laughs> nice? Yeah, yeah, she was really nice. Are you going to try to hook up with her behind your friend's back? Uh, no, I would never do that. Okay, yeah, you you hesitated there. Well, I thought about it, but I would never do it. Right, right, fair enough, fair enough. How did it go with the hairdresser? Second date? Uh, no, not not my type. Oh, okay. But I, I did it for my friend. You know, like when you were when you were growing up, your buddy was like, "Yo, dude." There's an extra girl. Like, can you come? I really like this girl. I never like, do that. Oh. I never go. I, I'd be I've like, never been on a double I, date. I, I, nor I, will me I ever either. Be on. Never would do that. The too awkward. Okay. Well, uh, Ben, we're out of time. Uh, this has gone on much too long. I uh, love it. We ben. really appreciate you calling in. We ben. miss you, bud. Wait, 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 Dan. 
What? One last question. You ready? Yes. <laughs> okay. Would you rather? This is a good one. Oh, God. <laughs> I love Ben Teller. <laughs> Spit it out! Would you rather watch your parents have sex okay. every single Bye, day? Bye, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That was so good. Oh, oh, I wanted to hear what you had to say on that one. No. Is oh God. <laughs> so that's our one and only call to him ever. What are you talking about? He's on every week. He's a headhunter. <laughs> he just made that job up. No for way. sure. No way. No way. That's real. <laughs> that's totally real. Ben Teller. There it is. All right, we're gonna wrap it up. That's it, folks. That's the end of 3.0 stuff. Thanks for everything, buddy. Thank you, buddy. I also want to thank Dan, obviously. Um, <clears throat> what an incredible journey so far. Hopefully not done completely, but uh, yeah, like I, I, I knew you guys from, uh, you know, from SportsCenter, obviously, before the podcast started, but uh, I, always, I always felt that once you guys did something like that, it would be something special, and I'm just, you know, uh, really privileged to be a part of it. You were, thank you. You were the biggest part of it, and you still are. And I like what you said, um, you know, but we're, it's not done. You know what I mean? It's sort of a pause. Um, it's a strange time for everybody, but, but we're not done. And I don't think you're done with us. I don't think we're done with you. I think, you know, there's more to come. Um, we're just, we're just hitting the pause button on the old VCR right now. For sure. And, uh, and we'll be back. So thank you, buddy. Uh, I'm not getting choked up. I just have something in my throat. Hold on. <clears throat> there we go. I'm actually fine. Um, thanks for everything, buddy. It's just been awesome. Awesome working with you. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening all these years. Thanks for uh, listening in your cars and your commutes and at home with the family and uh, sitting around with your buddies. Uh, it's been so much fun doing this. And uh, we'll do it again. Uh, like I said, it's the end of 3.0. But, uh, hey, 4.0. wonder where that'll be. Think about that. Ponder that. Let that be the memory that lasts with you. 4.0. When and where will it be? It's a mystery. Thanks to everybody who came on the podcast. Thanks for listening. And uh, have a great day, everyone. Talk to you soon. They're going home. Hey, hey now. Hey, hey now. now. Don't dream it's over. Old man Toolsy. <laughs> oh, Toolsy's choking. Sorry, I was laughing. There. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, my God. That's real, folks. Colin Farrell was on Republic of he Doyle? He was on Republic of Doyle. Wow. That's a pretty big, big get. No, no, no. It wasn't Colin Farrell. I had a feeling no, you no, were no, wrong. No. Cinderella Man. Who is in that? Who's the guy who hit someone with a phone? Russell Crowe? Russell Crowe. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's Cinderella Man about? Uh, <laughs> Colin Farrell hit some guy with a <laughs> phone. I go to the Gap. They're always out of my clothes because I take a medium. And everyone's like, hey, I had a medium when I was 10. Yeah, go F yourself. I had like 30 people saying, nice pleats in your pants. They're the f- pants that my suit guy gives me. WestJet, um, one complaint. Could you make your screens bigger than a wallet? Well, how big are they supposed to make them? A bit bigger. I want them bigger. There's impossible to no. do that. You know what they're taking on? I'm that. an old man! <laughs> so, this is from DaMono9 on Twitter. Old man toolsy. <laughs> Where is the banana hot dog? <laughs> 
I wasn't allowed to watch Three's Company. What? Oh, what? <laughs> uh, there was only um, four kids in my grade, and I was the only boy, so. Dad rubbed mud on all wounds. Guess that'll be for another time on O'Toole's Mangled Childhood. <laughs> Who's going to die this week? <laughs> Uh, there was only um, four kids in my grade, and I was the only boy, so. Really? Yes. Were you homeschooled, and you just didn't realize it? <laughs> mm-hmm. There was five at one point, and then that kid left. For real? <laughs> kid left. It was a uh, farming community. <laughs> what do you mean, like Amish? Uh, Sean, why weren't we allowed to watch it? Because there was uh, two women living with a man, and uh, <laughs> that was just not right. Mm-hmm. But we were allowed to watch Dukes of Hazard. Uh, yeah, but they weren't living in sin. What kind of phone are you talking on? Because, uh, you need to fix that phone. It's actually a Blackberry that was dropped in the toilet once. Six uh. buttons that don't work, but <laughs> I, uh, I'm stuck in a three-year contract. Thanks, Vince. Thanks, Vince. Okay, I can't email anything with an M in it. I came from the big city. Welcome to your new hiccup. Trust me. Are you 75 cent tip you dump all over me? <laughs> Health Canada. Hey there. Better. He's a friendly little peck. <laughs> See, a friendly little peck. You said friendly little No. He's a friendly little peck. Friendly little peck. Friendly little Oh, me, oh, my. Hey, uh, Twitter. I don't want to follow Justin Trudeau, so stop <laughs> suggesting him. Mm-hmm. I live and breathe, Canada. Why? <laughs> The only thing I just wanted to tell you, if you don't mind, can you just photocopy the ownership while you're in there? Yeah. Uh, I don't know where a photocopier is. Sean, are you 12 years old? I gotta play video games. Uh, sure, that's fine. Metalurg Menegorsk, hosting CSK Moscow. This one's shot with a loaf of bread. Nikolai Kuleman scored that. It's a shootout. I don't have a camera, but I did just go to the bakery. Hold the turtle, make it pee. A magical encounter between human and horse. with Penny a day keeps the cocoons away. How does it feel being ridiculed? I never one the house needed a paint job. It's like 107 years old. We had a chance to pick up this green and gold paint. Uh, pretty reasonable, so so why not, eh? For the Eskimos. Okay, we need to we need to play that again. And what I I want you to play that again, and then. Afterward, Dan had an Everton English Premier League soccer highlight pack. I want you to listen to Dan trying his very best. Well, this is to the first time I'd, I'd ever seen it, I'd ever heard of it, and so it just. It, it was incredible. I loved his reaction to this. So listen again. Afterward, you'll hear Dan trying to stifle a laugh. Well, number one, the house needed a paint job. It's like 107 years old. We had a chance to pick up this green and gold paint. Uh, pretty reasonable, so, so why not, eh? For the Eskimos. <laughs> why not, eh? Why not, eh? These are Everton highlights, by Everton and Newcastle. Oh. Uh, okay, there was an offside. That one is a crossbar. Goals and awards. The ball clearly crossed the line, though. Play carries on. Why not, eh? <laughs> Is that all bet? Everton has the lead. Moments later, ball deflects to Dembaba. Dembaba. Oh, man. Why not, eh? Why not? <laughs> got me so up. I literally, well, you saw me. You were on the set with me. I, I, don't know. I, the, the, 
one of the most fun times we have on the show is when that kind of thing happens because I can see the seeds of it happening before it happens. I, when, when we're watching that CFL train story and I look over at you and you are barely keeping it together, I knew that you're not going to be able to get it together for the highlights that follow it. So the thing is, if you watch the show, our uh, Sports Center show, at 1 a.m. when it's live, you see that stuff because right. that got cut out of the show for the loop. That's well, and that's just it. You know, some we don't we don't want to offend anyone. I thought it was great. A couple of things I loved: the fact that the couple said they got a good deal on the paint. That was the main reason that they painted it in their team's colors. Had they got a, a deal on Stampeder's paint colors, maybe they would have painted it red and silver. We'll see you tonight on CTV News at six. James, we consume per day two five hundred mil cans of NOS. <laughs> You're gonna die. Looks like this hitch has been. And you're going to finally hear producer Tim's voice. Here we go. I do watch the Big Bang Theory. It reminds me of On Rate. Favorite character is Penny, I think. Wait, can we go back to the beginning of that? There was a moan or something. Oh, now before, wait, before we move on, though. Oh, I, I know you want to move on. But wait, I, I we have to talk about this Aaron Rodgers clip. So Aaron Rodgers was talking about what happened in that Monday Nighter. And uh, there's a reporter who chimed in with a, mm-hmm, take a listen to this. The games are getting out of control. I'm, I'm okay with replacement refs as long as they don't have a direct impact on the game. Mm-hmm. Obviously, last <laughs> night, um, there was a direct impact on the I game. I want to hear that entire <laughs> interview. Can we hear that one more time, Christoph? Because I just, mm-hmm. The games are getting out of control. I'm, I'm okay with replacement refs as long as they don't have a direct impact on the game. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> um, here's my next question. Tell me more, Aaron. He sounded like Fozzie Bear. He <laughs> sounded like Fozzie. Say, a funny thing happened to me on the way to the theater. At the stage door, I passed a bunch of Muppet fans, and suddenly I hear... Good grief, the comedian's a bear. No, he's a nut. He's a wearer and a mechatine. Was that the old Fozzie or the new Fozzie? You've made a pretty big point about the fact that you don't like the new voices of the Muppets. I actually saw the new Muppet movie. It wasn't that bad. It was good. Yeah. Jason Siegel wrote it. I enjoyed it. So could, tell could us you, about your week, Dan. Could you tone back on the singing a little? <laughs> That's every movie they always sing. Like, I, we just don't remember that as kids. Could, could you tone it down? It, it, it was always a singing movie. Every movie they did, they would sing. Dad? That wasn't it. Will you Shining marry like me? I would marry Jay if he wasn't old enough to be my dad. F*** you. Peterborough Theatre Guild, Jan speaking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've got a bunch of raccoon fur coats here. My yeah. mom says her name's in the lining, though, so it'll be easy to find. <laughs> we sound like two wild and crazy guys, huh? Cherapovitz, you're gonna go to the Cherapovitz game, huh? Sports Center, Toolsy and Andre. <laughs> On right in studio, O'Toole in Cuba. This is the makings of something weird. We gotta come up with a title of it, eh? Yeah. It's just oh. one big bucket of. You hear up. You run for your life because they spray the chemical into the woods and it goes into the hotel. The fans, <laughs> the believers, make it all be right. We are going to have this number one album in the world soon. Love you. 
Thank you. Silence is Dan O'Toole, silent assassin. Shh, he farted I don't in do the that. vicinity of me and the boss's wife, and now the boss's wife thinks I'm a party farter. You know, the, the safest place to put used motor oil is in a clear glass <laughs> bottle, which <laughs> Coke came in with children around. Mm-hmm. I just said, here, get. Drink some water out of the garden hose. You're good. Hey, what's the f***? It's like, (laughs) Nickelback sucks. Yeah, we know. We know your opinion. (laughs) Shut it. So come try our new style. You'll see that nothing beats country style. Nothing beats country style tonight. Looking out for love. I love you under the moonlight and drinking some wine. Country style tonight. Mm-hmm. Who wants to bang Michael Bolton tonight? <laughs> bye bye, black sheep. Have you any wolves? Hey, everybody, have fun. Get rocked. Come on, it'll be fun. I think it'd be great, though, if I got to do your obit. We just say it at the end of the show. <laughs> by the way, Jay Onright's dead. See you tomorrow. Here's the worst play of the day. <laughs> Duffy presents the Rubber Boots Podcast. So we're sitting down at our table. The, the waiter comes up and he's like profusely sweating. <laughs> and this is like 100% his first line to us. He goes, Hello. 
I am not well. <laughs> I'm very ill. <laughs> you ate there? I came down with it yesterday. I've just not been good. Not good at all. Get it at tsn.ca and anywhere you get your podcasts.